0: This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Wednesday, the 25th of March. Justin, you know who is not a popular person right now? Who's that? Jerry Harvey from Harvey Norman. Ever, he ever, since he, ever since he said coronavirus isn't something to be afraid of? Mm, social media has hit the room. Not, not, not surprised. Happy. Brett, here's one for you. A nab worker has mm-hmm. reportedly been sacked okay. over a false coronavirus test. What? Which actually led to a mass evacuation <laughs> of the nab HQ building. Insane. Three gigantic stories. today, Justin. Let's, Let's get into it. For our first, the Australian government has asked Netflix and Stan to reduce data to avoid a broadband overload. This is interesting. So what's happened here? The streaming companies we know and love we do? have been asked because the NBN is taking on a big influx of people who are working from home. So this is basically the government telling Netflix and Stan that they mm-hmm. value corporate productivity above streaming. And <laughs> personally, I'm quite offended by that. <laughs> Australia's communications minister has also asked gaming companies about what they they can do to reduce the load on the network as well. So, FluxFam, when you're watching the pandemic documentary season on Netflix, which is great, you may that. just experience a small drop in quality. So, bro, what's the key learning here? Well, demand for internet usage is high mm-hmm. and is about to become even higher, which places huge pressure on Australia's internet. Infrastructure. There are a lot of similarities emerging between internet usage and mm-hmm. utilities like gas and electricity, which use demand-based pricing. And demand-based pricing is? It's when a company changes the cost of usage based okay. on whether it's used during peak or non-peak times. So the big question is, is the future of internet usage going to be the same as utilities? It's a good question. Only time will tell. For our second story. Justin, in every year, there is always an app that becomes the hot new trend. That's true. 2009, it was Words With Friends. Scrabble on a phone seemed wild. 2015, it was Angry Birds. You could shoot birds out of a slingshot. Wild. And 2020, it's gotta be House Party. That's right. House Party, which has over 10 million downloads on Android and even more on iPhone, has become the hit app of the coronavirus lockdown. All right, Brett's to tell me, what is this House Party? House Party launched back in 2016 and was bought last year by Epic Games. That's the company that owns Fortnite. The easiest way to describe it is it's FaceTime with all your friends mm-hmm. at the same time, and you get to play games with them as well. No joke, one of my friends had his birthday last night on house party, it was uh, <laughs> insane it's as genius, you can imagine. I reckon. But there's one thing you may wanna be aware of. Okay, what's that? Well, house party group conversations are open to anyone unless you lock the room. So make sure you hit that padlock button. Cause if you're a teenager, you definitely don't want your mum walking in on your house party. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? For social media companies and apps, the question of how to make money is always a difficult one. Social media companies generally make money by targeting users based on intimate knowledge of their demographics and behaviour, but House Party's been smart enough to realise this isn't cool. And yeah. rather than running ads, they're pushing into games. House Party wants to build a different kind of social network. It's one that makes its money by selling services rather than ads. Sounds like Facebook games reincarnated. Farmville, anyone? <laughs> on to our third and final story. Although much of the economy is struggling at the moment because mm-hmm. of coronavirus, yeah, it is. There are a couple of industries that are doing really well. And which industries are those? Well, firstly. Farmers are thriving. How come farmers are doing so well? The reasons are high demand from consumers for their product. There's also no drought, aka good amounts of rain. And there's the low Australian dollar, as we discussed on the pod oh, yesterday. We did. And there's no worries about social distancing issues in their paddocks. That's true. The other industry which is absolutely thriving is pharmacies. They're enjoying jumps of over 100% in sales. We're talking all those suburban-style favourites, like your Terry White, Your Amcals. Your obviously, <laughs> your chemist warehouses. And they've seen over-the-counter medications selling like... Hot cakes. Wondering what item has been the most popular at these pharmacies? I've been waiting all day for that. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Panadol, my friend. <laughs> so what's the key learning here? While both industries have seen sales boom over the last few weeks, it's important to think about how these industries will fare over the longer term. And we know the reason for these sales boom has mainly been panic buying. But industry leaders from both farming and pharmacies are saying Slow there is down. no need to panic buy. Farmers are confident there's no issue regarding food security in Australia. In fact, some believe Australia produces enough food each year to feed 75 million people, That's three a lot. times our population. And then. for pharmacies, Panic buying has actually hurt supply chains and some pharmacies are running out of stock entirely. Or as Scott Morrison said the other day, stop it, stop hoarding. Flux fam, we've started a thread in our What The Flux Facebook group for anyone who may be on the lookout for a job in these tough times. People are listing jobs and we'd love you to check it out. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.